With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome back to a new season of Keeping Current with Kansas City. This is Thad Bell from, well, it'll soon be formerly the Blue Testament. And with me, I have Daniel Sperry from the Kansas City Star. How you doing, man? I'm doing good, man. It's I'm so excited for this weekend. Um, you get the current kicking off at two. We'll get about two hours of that game, right? Until about four. Yeah. Go through post game, finish up article, hop in the car, drive to Chelsea Mercy Park, do sporting. This is like, all right, back on the grind. And I'm looking forward to back on the grind means summer months are really close, or at least warmer months are really close. And I am, I have major cabin fever right now. So I'm really looking forward to like getting out and going and covering more things um, as, as it gets nicer and warmer. And we have a lot to talk about, especially with the current. Yeah, and just to clarify, that 2 o'clock is 2 o'clock Eastern, so 1 o'clock our time, Central time? Correct, correct. Uh, yeah, it, 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 we, uh, we're we we're going to soon be very hammered with practices, games, back and back to back to back. So, But yep. it's a good busy most of the time? It's a positive hammered. Yes. Not like my 20s, no. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. We, we digress too much. All right. You and I were both out to practice and mm-hmm. we saw that there was quite a few current players that probably are not going to be available this weekend. Yep. Uh, let's see. Um, Morgan Gatro, Vanessa mm-hmm. DiBernardo. Yep. Uh, I'm going to guess Dabinia. Yep. Uh, Kristen Hamilton. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hannah Glass. 
correct? Desi Scott. Desi Scott. Uh, I think that was, I'll say this. Desi Scott was known, but she is not on the season injury ending injury list. And the three that are on the season season ending injury list can absolutely, absolutely be ruled out this week. And honestly, maybe the next month, at least we can maybe start talking about Mallory Weber um, because Claire Lavage is going to be further down the road uh, more towards the summer as is uh, Sam Mewis is a question mark of whether or not she will play at all this year. So sadly, very true. I I'm just going to not expect her until she pops up some yep. point in the future. Yep. Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. Mallory Weber, it definitely looks closest of the three that were marked mm-hmm. SEI. She's out there doing stuff, moving, cutting, mm-hmm. running, uh, yeah. taking passes, making passes, mm-hmm. not anywhere near game fit not in contact kind of drills that we've seen at least. Yep. Uh, so of the ones we mentioned, we didn't see, uh, let's see of the, of the first four, I think we mentioned, we didn't really see them in preseason. Mm-hmm. Uh, they kept saying, well, we're just looking at all the new players. So we still don't really know why I, at least I don't, mm-hmm. why Gatro or Di Bernardo is out. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I, I think, don't. We saw Dabinia in the She Believes Cup, but she got hurt against the U.S. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Andy Sullivan. <laughs> and last week she was uh, doing warm-ups with uh, Bernardo. Mm-hmm. They were kind of paired together, and she was wearing a knee brace. But they were doing like all the you know the the stretchy band pulls and all that kind of stuff, and then they were yeah. running in opposite directions and mm-hmm. you know timing each other. I think. Yep, and they. I I mean, it was a good, uh, quite a good long run i think we they were passing us by for a solid 25 30 minutes yeah um so very good long run that they were on um i i think i mean if somebody is at least running like that and doing the long runs you, they're at least a few weeks out hopefully um the deep the the dabinia thing uh i think i will say with her obviously we haven't been given an exact timeline or been told remotely what the injury is um, I can assume it is an injury to her, if I'm correct, her the brace was on her left knee. So we'll go correct. that way. Um, so it's an injury to her left knee. Um, it has been described as something that they only want to keep her out for the minimum time so that a maybe, you know, let's say the total prognosis right now at this point, she could probably play on it. If it was playoffs. If it was world cup, she might be pushing it. It might go really hard at it. The problem is, is that they don't want it as if you're very familiar with sporting KC side of things, they don't want it to turn into something where, you know, they'd rather her be out for four weeks than be out for four months. And if they can take it slow and allow it to heal and take their time with it, then they'll be all right. So I'm curious what that looks like. She was not called into the national team with Brazil. Um, and <clears throat> my, uh, you know, Potter was bullish on whether or not she'll be involved this weekend. Um, however, my hunch, given the fact that she was not out there with the team today, we are uh, match day minus three. Um, it would be incredibly hard for a player who has not been in practice for the last week and was not involved in training on match day minus three to likely appear at all in the match uh and so my my hunch is that if she's not she won't be in there for this match i'd be surprised if she's available for portland 
to typically when a call up, especially a call up, maybe was declined uh, for injury's sake. Um, sporting fans might remember this with Roger Espinoza. You could potentially get in trouble by playing that player at all um, because of, especially because it's a FIFA window and a FIFA window means that the country requests the club must release. And so in Dabinia's case, if she doesn't go, I'd really be shocked to see her at all before they return from the international break. And that would put her at a potential return date for the 416 road match in Chicago, which I'll be at. Cool. I would say the exception to that would be if she turned it down, not the club. Correct. Uh, I would say of of some of the ones that we have seen, she may be the closest to coming back because she was game fit a month ago when she got hurt in the She Believes Cup. Mm -hmm. so Or three weeks ago, whatever that was. So she was at least game fit there where we have not seen the other ones even in preseason games. So Mm -hmm. she might be the closest. Yeah. And that may not be true either because again yep. getting exact answers is nigh on impossible mm-hmm. okay we've covered i think who's out right uh did we did we talk kristen hamilton because kristen hamilton we mentioned, her. We mentioned, I think we her. mentioned her she's a new addition to that she was in training perfectly fine when we were there on wednesday um last week last week yes she no. was in training. no she was not was she not she was not you sure? I have pictures of her standing there. Interesting. Look at yeah. that. That bell breaking news. Um, now I okay, then that's news to me. Um yeah, I, I don't know what's going on there um at all. I tried, I asked a lot. Um I was told that they might know more a little bit later in the day, and I did not get any update, unsurprisingly. So um I'm I'm not sure what's going on there. Um, I you know, it's the the injury thing is tough, especially this early in the year. Um, Sporting have done this with a lot of their players who have things that are, you know, maybe playoffs. I think I, I even asked Johnny Russell during media day if he could go if it was the playoffs, and he said 100. Um, percent They're just being really really careful about all this stuff. It's early on in the year. I think that's uh, look at. Th- through our Zoom thing, there is a Kristen Hamilton chatting with a coach I'm or going somebody. To guess that was looks, from last week. I'm going. It looks like based on their page because I just did a whole like roster write up that included all their coach photos. Um, it, it looks like Ben Donashi, who is the high performance uh, director for the Kansas City Current. Anyways, um, yeah, I, I don't. I mean, I don't know what's going on there with Hamilton. Hopefully, maybe we'll find out more um, at some point. Um, I'm not going to bet on it, but uh, it doesn't look like she's out, or it doesn't look like she's going to be playing um, this weekend yeah. either um, at all. So she was not doing any sort of workout, as at least it looked like from our what we could kind of see through the windows as Dabinia, um, uh, Di Bernardo, and I think Gatro as well inside that workout room attempting to do doing some sort of workout. Um, and all that kind of stuff in there. So there was uh definitely four of them in there doing a workout while the others. So the the other one could have been glass at one point. So. Yeah, or I don't know. I don't know where Desi's at in terms of her. Uh, I would have recognized if it was I... Desi. Okay. So there's a there's a 
a hair color and height difference there. <laughs> there is, you know, it's, it's going to lead me to one quick point. Obviously at time of recording today on Wednesday, the NWSL players were released on, uh, and the NWSL teams were released on FIFA 23. And before we recorded this pod, I whipped out a, a gate, a game of the Kansas city current and from uh, from up close, I think EA butchered a significant amount of their like facial scans and, but like on the field, their body scans. I kid you not. I was like, oh, there, I'm controlling E ball right now, and I didn't need like the name over yeah. it. Uh, uh, it. That was pretty Desi as well. One of those. Okay, so that's stature, a good start. The stature, the hair, looked like him, but that's that's how faces, I recognize players. Faces were brutal. <laughs> That's that's how I recognize players in Kansas City is like how they run and just their general shape and, you know, complexion, hair color, that kind of thing. Because that's when I'm shooting. That's how I see players. It's just their blurs. Flashes. Yep. So I'm like, you know, hey, I see this blur that runs in a certain way and has a certain hair color. I know they might be receiving a pass or making a pass or doing certain things. So correct. Anyways. Right. So we we know who probably isn't playing this weekend. We'll get in. Uh, uh, injury report on Friday, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. And so, who do we, who would we be putting out there from what we've seen is available, mm-hmm. not from what we've seen in a actual lineup or anything, but what would we put out there? Back line. Well, let's just, let's, well, okay. Goal is going to be hard. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Keeper uh, is easy. 100%, 100% 80 French. Right. That's, um, uh, and all three is healthy as far as we know. Yeah. Yeah, both all three were in, in training today. Saw all of them. They did well. Um, AD for yes. sure at keeper. Um, you know, given the the group that's out there is a significant amount of the returners at this point, and I think that there is some level of continuity between how they play, and because they haven't really been able to integrate a ton of the new players, I wouldn't be surprised if we saw a relatively similar shape um, to what we saw. Or, down the stretch last season. Yes. So I think I'm going to go with a back three this weekend um, of what I would think to see. And I would just go Elizabeth Ball, Addison Merrick, and go Jenna Weinbrenner. But I want to give a momentary shout to Gabby Robinson. Um, I've heard a lot of good things about her. She's fast, physical. And as Potter said today, um, she he would not want to be on the other end of one of her tackles. And I think at times when Alex Loera wasn't back there, the back line missed a little bit of bite. And Matt Potter has also shown that he is not afraid of starting rookies um, on the back line in the first match, as he did in the Challenge Cup, started Jenna Weinbrenner and Alex Loera together up against Jess McDonald and uh, CeCe Kaiser, um, yeah. which was like, hey, here's a baptism by fire. Welcome to the league. Um, so I wouldn't put it past him to potentially think about including her. Um, but I, I think based on the idea of continuity and the fact that this isn't really a challenge cup game, I mean, this is an NWSL regular season game. This is really going to start counting towards your playoff record right away. It's a little bit different than how they've started in the past. So I think that's probably what I would do. What about you? So what was your three e-ball e-ball, uh, Merrick and Weinbrenner. Correct. Weinbrenner. I I actually think they might go with Gabby in this case instead of uh, Weinbrenner. I was kind of expecting Weinbrenner because I I saw her practicing with the Kansas City Comets actually, and she was looking yeah. pretty good. Yeah. Uh, but I the the little bits that I saw of Gabby in practice last week and this week, I I mm. think she might be the one. So she's yeah. 
I, I will say it's probably one of it's three of those four though. So. Yeah. And I think as maybe as we've jumped to the midfield, we can explain why too. Right. Um, let, well, let's just go ahead. I, I think let's, let me make an assumption. There's two wing backs that will be. Oh yes, of course. <laughs> Haley and uh, Kate, at least Haley at the moment. The father. Yep. So uh, we, we agree. Yeah. I'm, I'm in agreement there. Um, yeah. Then midfield uh, with no Des, we pretty much know who is going to fill in that spot. Yep. I would go with most likely as the midfield too would be, uh, I'm going to go with Loera and um, Chardonnay. Huh. I think together in the spot. Um, maybe, maybe uh, I'll just go with a midfield three because I, whatever it is, they, whether it's two, two, like a double pivot and a 10, or a single pivot and two eights in front. However, he wants to do that midfield, um, flip, invert the triangle, whatever you want to do. Those three, I think, will be low Chardonnay and Alex Loera. I think that's what that'll be. Um, the lack of Desi, there's no Deeper Hardo, no Dubini. I mean, the entire midfield is injured. And I think if Kristen Hamilton was a go, maybe you could consider CC as a 10, but, um, I think CC's pushed up to that striker line, so that's why that would be my midfield three. It's about the only healthy midfielders that they have outside of Ryland Childers. Um, you could uh, you could slide Spanstra in there, maybe. Yeah, it's it's a uh, it's really difficult to tell what that that lineup will be at the moment. I think it's pretty mm-hmm. low in Loera. Loera. Um, I gotta work on saying that because she corrected me today. Who did? Oh, in a uh, in a good friendly way, I asked her. Uh-huh. So I'm just, yeah. I'm terrible with pronouncing names, and that's not by intent. That's not by lack of respect. It's just I. Well, so what was the difference? If I could say it, I would be able to say it. So. <laughs> it's just a it's a it's a rolling R, which I'm just not very good at. Uh, so. Okay. That's okay. Yeah, it's so Alex. That's it. I I will keep working on it. I'm not gonna like sit here and just yeah. like embarrass myself on pods. So. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> uh, right. Okay. What about your midfield? Well, like I said, it's it's uh it's definitely low in Alex, and I know when we talked to Chardonnay at one point last week, she said she's gonna have a little bit of a different role. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if that means being a, a essentially an eight or because she came in that role last year or some. So, yeah, I, you know, I, I was thinking about this too. Um, and uh, I, this goes back to the comment that when I asked Chardonnay last week about Desi, that she said that Desi really helped her with a new role. So yeah. when I, when I was preparing Chardonnay's like little blurb in the roster part, and this is included in the piece, you know, Chard started, 94 matches at Oregon. She has the holds the the record for appearances, starts and consecutive starts at the University of Oregon. And so when she came to the NWSL and came to the team, she was no longer a starter. She did not I don't think she started any match last season if may, maybe one or two at the most. All of her appearances were as a camp as a late sub um to help uh, ball retention and a couple of other things um, and to help add some higher pressing in the midfield if necessary. 
Um, she she did create some opportunities. She created some goals last year. I, I don't remember. I don't know how many assists she technically got officially, mm-hmm. but I do. She did create several opportunities last year late, and she had the best goal celebrations because she jumped into the piles. Yeah. Yes. And I I think I wouldn't be surprised if they have uh low higher up, especially uh, in the attack, um, to put Coran in there because. Karen, Karen is more, she's not been a, she's, if anything, she's a box to box midfielder. I would yeah. be shocked to see her as a 10, unless that's the new role that she's talking about. Um, I, I th- think she's a good player and she's got a lot, a lot of a ceiling. Actually, um, it was interesting. A friend of, this is a weird story. A friend of Nate Bukatis is one of the lead like academy and soccer developers down in Hawaii. And he came up to a sporting match and we sat and we talked about Chardonnay. And he just had glowing, glowing reviews about her um, as a player, as a person. And I think it was, it, it's really interesting. It'll be interesting to see what type of role she ends up with, because I think she can flourish um, because I think she does have a lot of quality. We saw it in the, she found a way to be effective in the role that she had last year. Um, and so I think given a larger platform, I'm curious to see what she does because you don't start that many games and start that many consecutive games uh, at a college level at the D one level, if you are not a really, really solid player. And so I, I, I'm looking forward to seeing it because we, we will very likely see her for a decent amount of minutes with the way that this injuries stuff has gone uh, over the part of the season. So. Yeah. It, and again, with uh, not knowing this is pure speculation, but mm-hmm. if she was talking about how Des has helped her with something, maybe it's, it is, maybe she'll play a, a double pivot, six kind of role with uh loera yeah that would be interesting i, I actually interesting. i think that would be a very good combination it'd be a fun midfield <laughs> it, it, it may not be super attacking but it would be probably really tough yep to break down so very tough yep um all right cover midfielders forwards forwards are we counting the 10 as the uh, in this forward group or we're part of counting a part of the midfield I would say it was part of the midfield, but okay, that's fine. Um, so I already said I think low would be the ten in yeah. in the how I would set it up at least. Um, With who's available, then, I think that's what you what you have. Yeah, so. and then uh, striker would be uh, CC and Mimi. I think that's not pretty, Michelle. You know, uh, Michelle. I I think Michelle has a good shout. And I, I would, Michelle's going to get minutes on Saturday regardless. Um, whether or not she starts is another question mark. Um, I think this is, this is one of the, like I said, I think it's, just, it'll be interesting to see how Potter approaches because this is not a challenge cup game. You, this is a league game. You got to go out and win. In a challenge cup game, you have the ability to tinker, you have the ability to give Elise Bennett her, uh, her first start and get her some experience right away. Um, you are able to do baptism by fire on two rookie center backs, um, and see how they hold up. Uh, you know, you're able to do those things in that scenario, like you did last year, like you did last year. You were not able to do that now, and I right. think that is a that it. I don't, I don't know yet. I would, I'll, I'll be happy to be proved wrong. I don't know yet. yet what Michelle's game is going to be good for this year. Is it go out there for 30 minutes and run with your hair on fire or can she manage herself 
over the duration of the game and continue to be a solid presence all the way through. At the beginning of the year, they need people who can do that. I think Mimi and CC are the experienced pro veterans that can do that. And so when one of them gets gassed or maybe you, a midfielder gets gassed or something and you got to pull them off so they don't get a red, um, you drop CC back into the midfield and you throw on Michelle. Um, so I, I think that's that's something that can be done. Um, I expect to see Michelle at some point in that match against Michelle Cooper against North Carolina. I just don't know if I start her. Uh, it, the problem is the formation that we think he'll run out there doesn't provide three forwards. Nope. And that's what I would love to see. Quite honestly, I'd love to see a four three three, but I don't think that's going to happen. Okay. Although, you know, if I went back and started piecing it together, they might actually have the players right now to do that more than they do the three five two or the five three two or however you want to phrase it. They might yeah. actually have the players to do that better right now. Yeah. Um. Because I I think uh, Mimi and Cece and Michelle would be one uh, interesting attack. Yeah. And then throw in also uh, Alexa Spanstra, who we saw her out there today looking pretty good. Yeah. Uh, I was pretty impressed with Mimi in what I've seen of the her in practice a couple times now. Yep. And she can finish. She's got, she's got, she's good, man. That's a good pickup. I think I I wrote this in my article um, as well. I think she is probably one of the more, in the end, she's going to be the most underrated offseason acquisition in the league um, that people didn't really talk about. That people, I think, I think she's going to score a lot of goals and that she'll, she'll be a good finisher, especially if you get all the other pieces on the field. She's going to put a lot of goals in. So, yep. She just needs to, to be fed. And yep. we saw her breaking lines today. Mm hmm. Uh, like a mad woman. So, yep. I was trying to think of a, a word I could use. So. <laughs> no <All> expletives. <laughs> what else should we try to break down here? Um, I don't. With with not being okay. able to get some of those veterans in that mix, I th- this is one of those first few games I think where you're going to be missing a lot of veterans, and they're going to need to to go out and scrap for some points, but. Mm-hmm. I think they're capable of doing that. Yeah, the home opener is going to be really tough against Portland. I think for what they've got, this one against North Carolina. North Carolina has changed a little bit, but I don't know that they've necessarily improved. Just looking at their roster on paper, um, you know, last year they were incredibly good offensively, and they were a mess defensively. Yeah. Um, they did add Emily Fox, but they traded away Carson Pickett to do so. So I, I feel like they just kind of leave themselves in the same spot that they were in. And I'm not convinced that their other additions uh, make up for their losses. And so I think this should be a lot of attacking talent, a lot of attacking talent. It is Caroline and Caroline only because Davinia and Diana are gone. Um, And so I, I, I'm curious at what else they can do there and how that team can be effective. Um, It's the NWSL. It's still going to be tight. It's going to be a close game. But I do think this is a, a game where the current really could get points out of these first two. Um, and then you come home and hopefully the home crowd boosts you and uh, against Portland and maybe you get one or two of the vets back. So um, I think this is, uh, you know, a good chance for points this weekend. Um, I'm not going to predict a, a score line or, or anything like that just because I don't, I literally have nothing that I've seen outside of two practice sessions um, for about an hour and a half, both days. Um, so I, 
I don't know. I I think it, it maybe. Do we want to go season prediction? Where do you think the current finish? I'll, I'll play co-host or host for a second. No, no. I, this is this is pretty equal, man. I just <laughs> I, I just get to start because I started the Zoom. Um, <laughs> I I think they finished in the top two or three. I mean, that's it's hard to say because so many things can go uh, different directions, and if players don't come back, that we you know we we talked about how many veterans they've added and how much that you know talent they have but it i don't know when they're going to come back because we don't really know what's happened to them yep so that's it's a big unknown but with what they have they should be able to finish in the top couple and then make a good run yeah i think the shield the shield is in my opinion is in in play um and should be uh i but they have to get those points early and if they don't have those veterans they're going to struggle for a few points Correct, but I also think, if you recall, I don't know that they're necessarily going to pull off a 13-game unbeaten streak again. However, they were technically in the mix. It would be fun. But they were in the mix for the Shield on the final day of the season last year, regardless of their miserable start. Yeah. Um, and I think this is a team that, if they can get hot, they can if they can stave off this early part, pick up some points, and then pick up the heat when everybody comes back. God, this sounds like I'm talking about sporting Kansas City. Um, you know, they can pick up the heat whenever all the injured players come back. If they pick it up, when and if they do, um, I think they're in a in a place where they could really make a, a very deep run. And really, last year too, they were the five seed and made the championship game. All you got to do is get in the dance. Um, anything can happen from there. So um, easily a playoff team for me. Um, I think a top three team pushing shield should be the expectation. They have the expectation of championship. You know, that's a question I asked a couple of players today. Um, well, they and, have that expectation, course, but I mean, everybody that, is going to say that before the season. So correct. Yeah. But I think more so with the way that things shaped up from front office moves that they made. I mean, this is, they pushed all the chips in this year. Um, and I think this is about now, trying to gun for that championship to create that legacy. So I think if they're anything other than top three, I have some questions about why they're not top three. And if it's not answered by injuries, then we have some deeper things to talk about, but that's not going to be known until like October. So we got, we got a long road ahead of us. Yeah, no, we, hopefully we will be talking about players coming back and, you know, where they fit into the lineup when they come back and yep. et cetera, et cetera, for the next couple months, honestly. Mm-hmm. Correct. All right. Any? Uh, we're not giving. We're not giving productions. Uh, I if I'm gonna if I was going to though, I would say we're gonna get a Mimi Larson goal. Okay. I'm gonna get. This is my. I'll go give you a season prediction. I think. I think AD French will have the most clean sheets in the league this year. Really. Oh, I I don't know. I I'm I'm kind of in a mix there. That that was one that that was one that I had written up here, and I was like, eh, not sure. Do you know what you want the real season prediction that I've got going on here that I think is going to come true? I think I think Mimi Larson's going to lead the team in goals this year. I'd be shocked if anyone else did, unless the Dabinia goes off and has like a. I mean, Dabin Mimi should get double digit goals this year, right? Yeah, yeah. I'd... That's kind of what I'm thinking too. So. Um, uh, in, I mean, maybe even CC could get double digit goals too. So, 
I would love to see all her and <laughs> I would love to see all of them get double digit goals. That would just make for a very fun and celebration filled photographic journey for me. When I when I get the when I randomly somehow get the AD clean sheet thing right at the end of the season, we're gonna we're gonna clip pull up that clip. Yeah, no, that's cool. I, <laughs> the only reason I worry about that is I I will worry about how the defense will will do. Um, and sure. but I think one of their biggest issues last year was that when they were under pressure, they didn't have enough calmness in the midfield to get the ball out. With as good as Desi is and as good as Low is. That's not their strong suits. Where I think actually Loera, that's much better for her being calm, a little calmer on that ball, and then having the the two vets of Gatro and uh, Di Bernardo, but they aren't there yet. So mm-hmm. we'll see how that goes. We'll see. We got to see. Right. All right, man. Uh, I will see you. Well, probably in the next couple of days <laughs> at various different places. <laughs> we'll see you then. Of course, and thanks everybody for listening. Yep, and uh, I'm I'm hoping that we add a, a third person into this uh, regular podcast here soon. We'll we'll talk about that in uh, another podcast soon. Thanks everybody for listening, and we are out. Mm-hmm.